Hi, neighbors. In Monday night's town board meeting, we passed a resolution encouraging state legislature to address mass shootings and gun violence in Colorado by instituting at least a six-day waiting period for the purchase of firearms and a ban on assault weapons. We approved a concept plan and $75,000 in incremental funding requests for a new park and playground in Tract H. We selected transportation projects to put forth for CDOT and Dr. Cog grant funding. We agreed to move forward with drafting a ballot question for superior residents to vote on a sales and use tax increase to fund future transportation improvements. And we went into executive session to receive legal advice on the topic of the purchase of open space property. Ready to find out more on what happened? As usual, you may keep listening or click through to my blog for a link to read this post in written form. During board reports, I brought up two potential changes to our ordinances that were suggested by members of the CAPS committee. Today, we have an ordinance, section 11-1-90-B2, prohibiting food trucks from parking for more than 15 minutes in one location. Some residents in downtown Superior are interested in organizing food truck nights, where the trucks would park there for some time and allow everyone to come, potentially along with music. After some initial research on my part, a reason for this ordinance is that some restaurants do not appreciate food trucks being near them and taking their business, so it's important to regulate the food trucks in some way. My suggestion would be that we allow food trucks to park for up to three hours once per week. That would allow for one-off or even weekly events, like Fish Fry Wednesdays, without competing with permanent restaurants. In a similar vein, it doesn't seem like there are any specific policies about pods being left in downtown Superior, so residents who are moving in and out need to just cross their fingers and hope for the best if they chance leaving a pod on the street. I might suggest we allow short duration, maybe 72-hour, parking of pods without a permit, and require a permit for any longer periods. I'd love to hear your feedback on either of these two issues. Please drop me a line and let me know your thoughts. During public comment, resident David Cantliff spoke up with concerns about trails being widened and destroyed as our landscaping companies use pickup trucks rather than ATVs to plow. Waterford Estates President Terry Clark shared some comments on our agenda items, including asking the board to remove a proposed trail between the cul-de-sac of Carval and Wiggins from the consideration list. Finally, resident Rainer Coons commented with his support for Agenda Item 6, a potential sales tax increase to fund road improvements rather than a property tax increase. Next, our board unanimously passed the consent agenda, including meeting minutes, a proclamation for Economic Development Week, a Q1 2021 financial summary, approval for the Superior Historical Commission to resume monthly in-person tours, an amendment to the Open Space Advisory Committee mission, an intergovernmental agreement to provide funding for the last segment of the US 36 Bikeway Extension Project, a liquor license transfer from the former Del Vicios to Tequila y Mezcal, approval of the removal of a member of the CAPS committee due to non-attendance, and a resolution encouraging state legislature to address mass shootings and gun violence in Colorado by instituting at least a six-day waiting period for the purchase of firearms and a ban on assault weapons. We pulled item 3G, a recommendation from, open, from the Open Space Advisory Committee on potential future Boulder County open space acquisitions and trail projects for discussion. OSAC's ranked list of properties for acquisition is the Zaharias Project, the Bulljack property, and 3rd Avenue Track 919. Their ranked trail list is a connection to Davidson Mesa, service and safety improvements for Colton Trail, additional links to the Coal Creek Regional Trail, stairs to Orman Rouge Trailhead, and an additional access point to the Meadowlark Trail. At the end of public comment, OSAC Chair Ryan Welch commented on this item and encouraged us to pass it as is. Although there was late-breaking information that day that 3rd Avenue Track 919 was sold last month, 
Mr. Welch pointed out that the recommendation process typically takes six to eight months by Boulder County Parks and Open Space to approve, and it's common for things to change in this time. We unanimously approve the recommendation to be sent on to Boulder County Parks and Open Space. Next, item four, concept plan and funding request for Toll Brothers Tract H Park and Playground. In September 2019, we approved an FDP for block 16 to 24 of downtown Superior, including the Tract H Park property. Representatives from Toll Brothers and DTJ Design presented the updated concept plan for this half-acre Tract H Park and Playground, south of Central Parkway, east of Tract H, and west of US 36 Highway. Access to the park will be from the Tract H Trail and Pathway, and from a short trail and pathway connection to the sidewalk along Promenade Drive. The playground is anchored around a Ninja Warrior concept, with elements like a parkour set, pull-up bars, balance beam, and climbing net. There are also earth mounds and mining tunnels to pay homage to Superior's history. You can click through to my blog for a link to see renderings of what this might look like. Toll Brothers had initially allocated $300,000 for this. The proposed design is estimated to cost $375,000, which town staff proposed paying from town reserves. Toll Brothers' goal would be to open this playground within 9 to 12 months, which the board pushed back on. Toll Brothers replied that they intend to start construction on the other side of the development, so moving the playground to finish sooner would mean it would open while there's still nearby construction and the associated dangers. My personal perspective is that I'd rather see us stick with this timeline. While it would be great for the playground to open sooner, I don't want to encourage kids to come play next to a construction zone. The board unanimously approved this concept plan and funding request. Next, item five, the Revitalizing Main Street Grant Program. The Colorado Department of Transportation, or CDOT, is launching the Revitalizing Main Streets Grant Program with two separate grant programs. The larger Safety Infrastructure Grant would provide up to $2 million to improve user safety along urban arterials or Main Street corridors, especially for vulnerable users like pedestrians, bikers, motorcyclists, transit users, elderly adults, and people with disabilities. Town staff identified three candidate projects for this program, a roundabout at McCaslin in Indiana, protected pedestrian crossings at intersections on Rock Creek Circle, and four RRFBs and four speed radar signs. We had some robust discussion around which project to prioritize, given that only one application could be submitted. While I was a big champion of adding a roundabout at McCaslin in Indiana, we unfortunately don't believe this project has a good chance of being funded through this program, since it was submitted last year and not selected, with feedback that it didn't seem to meet program goals and demonstrate better multimodal access to vulnerable users outside the local area. Given the imminent opening of 1500 Colton Community Center and the expected increase in pedestrian and bike traffic to get there, we chose pedestrian crossings at intersections on Rock Creek Circle for our submission. The other grant would be for small multimodal and economic resiliency projects with up to $150,000 per project to support infrastructure projects that provide improved spaces for mobility, community activities, and economic development in the wake of the COVID-19 pandemic. Town staff identified four candidate projects for this program, a downtown Superior Main Street Kickstart, Rock Creek Village and Artery Events, downtown Superior travel demand management implementation, and wayfinding between the US 36 bikeway and downtown Superior. Within this category, applicants can submit multiple applications, though can only receive $250,000 in total. So we directed Public Works Director Alex Arinello to submit all four projects. Finally, the Denver Regional Council of Governments, or Dr. Cog, has a community mobility planning and implementation projects grant program to support small area planning and small infrastructure projects. 
Town staff identified three candidate projects for this program. Protected pedestrian crossings on Rock Creek Circle, a McCaslin multi-use trail crossing to connect Tract H Trail with Ormond Rose Trailhead, and a Rock Creek Parkway right-sizing feasibility study. We had a lot of discussion about the right-sizing feasibility study, but it was suggested that we should solicit more community feedback before embarking on something like this. Therefore, we decided to submit the underpass across McCaslin to connect Track H with Ormond Rose Trailhead. Next, item six, potential ballot measures for tax increases. At our last two quarterly board work sessions on April 5th and February 1st, we discussed potentially putting a tax increase on the November 2021 election ballot to help fund future capital improvement projects. The town has typically funded capital projects on an annual basis with available funds for the year. However, there are always more capital projects for any given year than funding available, resulting in some projects either being delayed or not happening. One particular gap area for Superior is transportation projects. In our March 8th town board meeting, Director Arniello emphasized that we have a $1.4 million a year deficit in our ability to maintain the roads in their current condition. You may click through to my blog to see a full list of currently unfunded transportation projects. We have a current Superior Metropolitan Interchange District, or SMID, sales and use tax of 0.16% that will sunset on 12-31-22. So one option would be asking voters to continue this tax for, for CIPs. We could also ask voters to raise this sales and use tax further. Alternately, we could increase property taxes by 4.197 mills, resulting in about a $150 annual increase in property taxes on a $500,000 home without going to the voters, which would more result in more than double the revenue. Based on previous discussions with the board, town staff recommended we move forward with a sales and use tax increase of 0.44% to fund future transportation improvements in town, which would generate an additional $1.6 million annually. This would be a net increase to our sales and use tax of 0.28% after the SMID tax sunsets in 2022. So our sales and use tax rate would then be 8.725%. I've linked a chart in my blog that shows how this compares to other communities. Our board unanimously agreed that we should move forward with that option. Town manager Matt Magley said he expected to have potential ballot language to the board for review at our May 24th meeting. Finally, we went into executive session to receive legal advice on the topic of the purchase of open space property. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this recap. I really hope it's helpful. Our board is always open to hearing your comments, questions, and concerns. You may always email your feedback to townboard at superiorcolorado.gov or to me specifically at lauras at superiorcolorado.gov. As a reminder, any messages sent to a government email are part of the public record and will have your name attached. If you feel the need to write in anonymously, you may always comment at the bottom of my blog post recaps. Thanks again for listening and have a great weekend.